it will be all right. We find in our text a woman, a foreign woman, a woman not of Israelite heritage, who recognizes Elisha to be a man of God, perhaps, or just some patron that might visit her restaurant. And she invites him to come and to dine and to have a meal. This Shunammite woman knows how to put her foot in her green. She knows how to make her cornbread just right. Because the Bible said every time Elisha would pass by that way, he would make sure he stopped by her house to have a meal. The Bible said at some point in time she realized that this visitor that she invited to have a meal was a man of God. So she decided to expand her business from just a restaurant to a hotel. She told her husband, let's build on the room. Let's add some space and we're going to put a bed and a, a lamp and a table and we're going to make it comfortable so when the man of God comes by here, he'll have a place to rest. So the man of God said, well, how can we reward you? She said, I've already got enough. My brothers and sisters, here is the problem that we have today is that so many of us have built a life that has made us comfortable. We can't realize that we are living without being totally fulfilled. We are trying to be comfortable with the best that we have. And so we do not realize that we're living with deficiencies. The Bible says that she is a woman of means. She, she is an important woman. She has money. In a society where women don't have very much, the Bible says this woman has money. In a society where women didn't mean very much without her husband, the Bible says she was an important woman. Elisha says, should we put in a good word for you with the king or with the army? Get you a get out of jail free car. She said, I don't need that because I'm living among my own people. Everything is fine with me. So, so Elisha asks his servant Jehazi, what can we do for her? How can we reward her kindness? And, and, and Jehazi points out to us that she's living without a hope for a future. Her present condition is fine. She has money right now. She, she has a roof over her head right now, but Jehazi says she has no son. And her husband is old. 
stand the way of society. Society said you still need a man to take care of you. If your husband died, then you need a son. And if you have no son, then you in bad shape. And no matter how rich she was, the prophet points out that she was in bad shape because her husband was old. And she still did not have a son. She had become used to living without any hope. She had become used to living with an expectation of living in the now. She, she had no desire to see what would happen in the future, but then the prophet says something that would open her eyes. Something that would let her know that a future is possible. He, he said, this year about this time, you'll be holding a son in your arms. She goes from having no hope of a future to all of a sudden seeing what the possibilities are when she begins to trust in the words of the prophet that next year her future will be taken care of because now she would have a son. So the Bible says that she gave birth to a son and now she has a future. Her son has been born and her son is growing up and he, he's beginning to learn the family business and he goes out to where his daddy is watching those folk who are working with the grain. Out there in the fields, the Bible says he gets sick and daddy doesn't want anything to do with him when he gets sick. And so daddy sends him back to his mom. And there she is holding her sick son, holding her, her potential future in her hands, watching him sit and knowing that death is around the corner and holding, knowing that she can comfort him and at noon the Bible says he died. This woman who had just built up her hopes and dreams uh, is now faced with the fact that her hopes are uh, is in her laps and in her lap and they're dead. This child that God has given her is now dead. This, 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 this blessing that God has given her is now dead. Her future provision is, is now dead and, and many of us. When we're dealing with a dead situation, we might find it easy to fall into a state of depression. We find it easy to fall into a place where we find fault when we want to ask God why. We want to wrestle with this issue. But we learn from this woman something traumatic that we ought to know what to do when the blessings that we have received appear to have no life in our hands that, 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 that it, it, rather than going into a state of depression and waiting for the time that the man of God might come by her house, she begins to make plans to go and see the man of God. She begins to make her way she begins to convince in her mind that, 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 that somehow the Lord still can make a way even 
though she knows that that, 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 that her child has now died. She has to resolve how to deal with the situation. She takes him and lays him in the bed of the prophet. And she makes up her mind to go and see the man of God. Because she knew that God would bless her because when sometimes we get caught up in the fact that our blessings are gone, Sometimes we get sunken in the fact that our blessings are gone, but we ought to remember the one who blessed us. And when we go back to the one who blessed us, we know that the one who blessed us is the giver of every good and perfect gift. The, the one who blessed us is able to take a bad situation and turn it around. The one who blessed us. Is able to take these broken dreams, this crushed and dead nightmare, and able to turn it around so she makes up in her mind, I've got to get to wherever the man of God is because this thing needs to be fixed. I had my hopes set up. I've got a future, and now my future looks bleak, and I've got to get to the man of God because this thing needs to be fixed. Too many of us, when our future looks bleak, we can't get out of bed. When our future looks bleak, we can't move, we can't wash ourselves. When our future looks bleak, we don't want to talk to anybody. When our future looks bleak, we don't want to leave the house. But she convinced herself, I need to leave this place and I need to go to where the man of God is and I'm not going to let go until this situation is resolved. She, she, she works within herself that everything is all right. I know my child doesn't breathe right now, but everything is all right. She puts the boy not in his own bed. I, I, I found that interesting that when she realized that he was dead, he didn't, she didn't go and put him in his own bed. But she put him in the bed of the man of God, the bed that she had made when she realized that it was the man of God. And so what she demonstrates to us is that when we are dealing with dead situations, we've got to know how to put them on the altar and give them to God. She puts it in a place because she knew that when she built that room, the, the man of God would go there whenever he would come to her house. And so in that place where she expected the presence of God to be in her house, that's the place where she laid her dead situation. I want to know where is your prayer closet? Where is the place in your life that you expect that God will be there? Because that's the place that you need to lay some dead stuff, some stuff that has died in your lap. 
You need to put it on the altar before the Lord, the place where God will be, the place where you expect the Lord to interact with you. She knew it was all right because she knew the presence of the Lord was where she laid her dead situation and she shut the door. Y'all got to catch that. Y'all can't let anything and anybody get to your dead stuff. Some folk will contaminate. Some folk will mess up. Some folk will ahead of myself. Some, some folk try to be undertakers. But you don't need an undertaker all the time when you're dealing with dead stuff. Sometimes you need somebody who's able to resurrect the dead. And when I read the scriptures, our faith is built on the fact that we serve a God who specializes in raising up dead stuff. She knew it would be all right because she went to where the man of God was. Now, now, fellas, work with me for a moment. Her son dies. She lays him in the place where she expects the presence of the Lord to be. And then she goes to her husband and says, send me a servant and a donkey. I'm getting ready to go to the man of God. He said, it ain't Sunday. There ain't no religious purpose. Why are you going to see the man of God? What you up to? What you and the man of God got going on? But she does not tell him that the child has died. She just says to him, it will be. It will be all right. It ain't right. It ain't all right right now. He hear what she said. It ain't all right right now. But it will be all right. You just need to let me go to the man of God. And when I go to the man of God, I'm going to return. And when I return, it will be all right. Yeah. All right. Sometimes we got to press through some stuff. Because we know when we come back, it will be. All right, it ain't all right right now. I, I'm dealing with a dead son, and I, I don't know what to do to keep my mind under control. But it will be. After a while, when I come back with the man of God, I know it will be all right. Right now, my son is dead, but it will be. This is the conversation she's having to herself in her head, it will be all right. No matter what I'm going to go through, no matter what I'm going to face, I've got to get to the man of God. And so she tells the servant, when, it, when the servant comes, don't you slow down. This I tell you too. You just get to the man of God. 
Don't worry about me. Just get there. Press your way through. Push through anything you got to push through. I've got to get through. I've got to get to the man of God. And the Bible said when Elisha saw her, he said, Jehoshaphat said, ask her, is her husband all right? Ask her, is she all right? Ask her, is the child all right? And she said, everything's good. That's what she told Jehoshaphat. She, she, she told him everything is good. Understand, she told her husband everything will be all right. She told Jehoshaphat everything's good, but when she gets to the man of God, then she begins to lay out her concerns in some time. We got to know who to tell what. Too many of us are telling the wrong folk the right stuff. They convince us that we need to bury stuff that God can resurrect. Now how many folk would come would have come to have a funeral for her son? Because they believed that there was no more hope for him. How many folk would have tried to convince her that maybe she was losing her mind? Maybe she ought not worry about it anymore. Maybe she needs to move on. Let dead stuff be dead. But she said, no, this thing needs to be fixed. I have hope of a future. And now it's dead. The man of God needs to fix this thing. So Elisha tells Jehazi, go on. Pack your bags. And, and go down to the Shunammite woman's house. And, and take my staff with me. And when you get there, lay your staff on the child's face. And let me say this to some of us. Sometimes even God's servants with God's tools won't work for you. You've got to know how to take it directly to God. Let me see if I can make that a little bit plainer. You see, a lot of us get discouraged because we take stuff to the church and the church doesn't really know how to do it because when Jehazi got to the child's room and he laid the staff on the child's face as Elisha told him, there still was no sign of life. And many of us are dealing with situations like that. We, we've come to the church. That, that's what we've been taught to do. We brought all our problems and concerns to the church. And we've expected the church with all of God's tools to be able to resurrect dead situations. And we found out that even with the tools of God, that, that, that dead situations are still dead. But the woman knew something that Elisha didn't know. The, the woman said, as the Lord lives, 
And as you live, I'm not going to need you. You might as well get on up and get ready to come because the only way this thing is going to be resurrected is if it has an encounter with you. Aren't you glad that you learned to hold on to God? Because there's only sometimes, there's sometimes in your life where other folk can get you through. I don't care how much of a prayer warrior other folk are around you. There's only sometimes between you and God. You're able to get through. Elisha comes. Begins to work on the child. And the child eventually comes back to life. That dead child. That child that died in his mother's lap. The child that would not be revived when Jehazi laid Elisha's staff on his face. That, that child slowly came to life. And so Elisha calls for the woman and said, Here, take your son. Isn't it good to know that what was once dead in our lives, God is able to resurrect it and put it back into our hands? Isn't it good to know that the future that we once lost, God is able? To resurrect it. Put it back into our hands. The hope that we have once lost. God is able to resurrect it and put it back in our hands. The joy that we have lost. God is able to resurrect it and put it back in our hands, but before the woman took it, the woman just had to say, thank you, Lord. Didn't anybody here that just got to tell the Lord, thank you? Because that which was dead in my life, the hopes that I once had, the dreams that I once had, the hopes that I couldn't make it anymore. God suddenly caused the spark up and all I could do We'll say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, because you didn't give up on me. It will be all right. This woman, the most astonishing thing about this text to me So this woman said to the prophet, did I ask for a son? But when you promised me a son, I received it. And then my son died. A lot of us have become content by asking God for what we need. But because God is who God is, God has given it to us anyway. And a lot of us have become mad at God because what God has given us that we didn't ask for seemed to be 
Raised from the dead. 